and Henri Alvarez, Game Director and Head of Mercury Steam, the developer. I'm just helping. <laughs> He's our bouncer. Yeah. I'll kick you out if you ask the wrong questions. So, go ahead, it's just, you know, fire away whatever questions you want. You can go ahead, actually. I wasn't prepared for a Q&A, so I was oh, just okay. coming to... Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I was playing it downstairs on the 3DS, yeah. um, and I noticed the characters are really uh, lively in the 3D. But I'm wondering if you, um, you know, what were particular concerns because people are used to a really rich 2D palette from a portable Castlevania game, right? Yeah. I mean, we wanted to um, we wanted to do a 3D action game because that's kind of where we're coming from. Castlevania Shadow, um, and we felt that the wanted to do the side-scrolling style but with 3D graphics we wanted to be able to replicate the world of Wars of Shadow using this graphics, you know, beautiful visuals, kind of nitty-gritty, very highly detailed, um, you know, textures and things like that. Um, so we felt the 3DS offered the, the, the best opportunity to do that. Um, and, um, Give it that kind of traditional flavor. Yeah, it still felt like a Castlevania, old, old right? school Castlevania yeah, yeah. but it had to preserve the look of um, the console games exactly. that yeah. came out. Yeah. You can keep on firing. Like you just logged in the right. Yeah. I was like, do you want to QA? I'd love to go on, but yeah. Um, I think that's some of the combat in the game. Um, like especially the grab finishing move. Yeah, is that something you guys had right from the start? Um, yes, it's something that uh, you know obviously worked in Castlevania: Lord's Shadow. I mean, that was something that uh, our audience told us they really liked. They liked the strategic element of the combat. You know, they really enjoyed the combat focus, the way that uh, we combined. You know, the resource management with the secondary weapons. You know, the light and shadow magic, right. the interaction between the combinations. So we wanted to bring that. That's a core element of the game that we wanted to bring to the 3DS. Um, 
the grab move obviously is something that um, will allow you to finish off enemies quicker. So that's the point of it. So if you play well and you put off cool combos, they'll glow, then you can grab them and finish them quicker. Right. Um, if you don't play so well, you know, they'll take a little bit longer to do. But um, you've got lots of tools in your toolkit. I mean, you've got your boomerang weapon for a start off, which kills enemy enemies over time if you throw it normally. But if you charge it up and then throw it, that will knock them over and take a huge, in fact, it'll take a lot of enemies out with one hit. So you can kind of mix mix them up. You know, if you, if you use your whip combinations, you know, throw a boomerang, damage over time, keep whipping them, then they glow, grab them, finish them, and it, right. it just makes the fight quicker so you can get through. So we reward players who play well. That's, that's the sort of meaning, the, the idea behind it, if you like. As, as Lord of Shadow was, this is a game that uh, where combat requires you to think about it, right? Uh, you can't go blindly towards the enemy and just simply mash the button. You're not going to like the game if you do that. You have to understand that, for example, the, the Gears of War, you don't take cover, you're gonna die, right. and you're gonna end up thinking this game is crap. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand what, what is required for me. Yeah. So, here is exactly the same. I mean, you need we're coming from Lost of Shadow. Lost of Shadow is a very fast but uh, with a tactical flavor in it. I mean, you can't just button mash, perhaps in easy level and not for all enemies, you can do it. But if you play normal level, uh, you need to think about it, you need to dodge, you defend, you need to replenish your magic meta, you need to use it uh, wisely, what do I have to do, recover life or deal with more damage. Uh, so the enemies are specially thought to give you that level of challenge. Right. Yeah, I ran into one big enemy that uh, was changing up his attack combos, <coughs> and you're jumping one minute and dodging the next. Yeah, yeah. you got to think about what you're doing, I mean this is something that um, you know I think people praised in the previous game. Uh, one of the comments that we got from our audience was the, you know, they wanted a bigger exploration aspect of it. So we've taken that on board and we've improved the exploration side of it. You probably saw the map on the bottom screen. Yeah, it gives you access to the castle. I mean, ninety percent of this game takes place in Dracula's castle. Right. So um, that's kind of like um, something I think players really wanted to see. And the fact that you can backtrack and look around for different items and you get to explore the castle. And because you play multiple characters, because in this game there's four playable characters, uh, some characters have the ability to certain abilities that allow them to explore up areas of the castle that other characters can't. Right. So that kind of opens up new story elements and new areas of the castle just for that particular character. So there's quite a lot more uh, of an emphasis on exploration on this particular game and in fact in Lords of Shadow 2 as well. That's uh, I think is what I wanted to tell us they want to see. So Now when you said down and design something like that's uh, what we always call Metroidvania kind yeah. of exploration which is very hard to do right because mm. you can end up making something linear yes. really easily where people aren't encouraged to go back. Yeah. So I mean, how are some of the ways you encourage that exploration? Is it just through the story, or through story, but also through items? Um, you know, item elements. Um, you know, if you need to replenish your secondary weapons, for example, you will need to go and search for the, the, the you know the, the containers for those. Uh, specific items in the world will be hidden in certain ways, and as I said before, a character, a particular character, might have an ability that will allow them to reach another access of the castle. Then they'll get a special area just for themselves. I mean, our game is not uh, with the Metroidvania. You tend to find the Metroidvania stuff really, really hard, right? Because uh, you haven't got anything, and then you know, as you progressively play through, it just gets easier and easier and easier. And by the end, you should be able to kill everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, but our game is different to that. We want to start off relatively easy and to make the game harder and harder and harder. So it's not really a Metroidvania in that respect. It's probably a bit more like something like Dracula's Curse, right. multiple branching pathways for characters. You know. Um, I notice you're not likely to get lost because it's always marking my next objective. Too. That's right, yeah. yeah. So, and you can also leave post-it notes on the map oh, for okay. areas of interest. So, for example, a health font or a save point, you know, you can mark a note. Or if there's an area you can't particularly visit at that point, you need an item, for example, you can 
make a little post-it note to yourself and then you know, as you're playing through you think oh, hang on a minute I need to go back there and right. I've got that ability now I can go and get to that part of the castle I only got a small taste down there is there anything else with um, 3DS features specific to this title that you want my readers to know about mm. um, we got um, obviously we use the touch screen quite a lot so the touch, as I mentioned about the maps sequence um, and you also have a bestiary and your items and how you purchase your combos it's also done through the touch screen so you know when you defeat enemies you get experience points and experience points are like your currency if you like you know uh, that's kind of like your money to buy additional right. combos you can buy those combos on the touch screen but you can also access uh, your magical abilities via the touch screen like i said to you before but in terms of controls we can uh, we want to keep controls tight for a, for a fighting game you can use the touch screen to you know uh, support your combat skills with your magic so that's quite a cool feature we are also going to support some of the Nintendo Connected features, but we can't really talk about that right, right now. But yeah, there will be other support as well. But we're not doing anything with the camera. Right? I know there's a rumor around that we were doing something with the camera. Not mirror. True. Yeah, a camera and a mirror or something. Yeah, it's yeah. probably okay because yeah. it doesn't always work out that well when people try it. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, um, we're not really about gimmicks. We're just about you know solid, making a solid gameplay, and right. a solid action game. That's what we want to do. So, would you? want to see this as, I don't know, maybe I think Konami didn't tell me, but like as the new Castlevania, or is it just running alongside? For the time being, this is Castlevania. Right. Um, I suppose it's the analogy would be like Tim Burton's Batman. You know, you've got a really cool, Tim Burton's Batman's a work of genius, you know, it's a fantastic right. movie, right? right? Really, really cool. Um, but then you've got, now we've got Chris Nolan's Batman, and the focus is on Chris Nolan's vision of Batman. Right. Right now, um, you know, Konami, the focus is on, you know, the Lord's Shadow universe and getting that finished. Um, Lords of Shadow 1 is you know, about Dracula, Dracula begins, Lords of Shadow 2 is going to be the end of the saga, you'll play as Dracula in that game, right. uh, and that'll be the conclusion, the Mirror of Fate kind of sits in the middle, it's more focused on the Belmonts. Um, once we've finished our story, you know, that'll be the end of the story, we're not looking to kind of keep making right. sequel after sequel after sequel, we want to step away and do something else as a, as a team, you know, right. uh, a new IP or something, and what Konami does with Castlevania after that, I don't know, it'll be right. able to let to decide. Talking the other day about Dracula being the centre of the universe and mm. telling, telling his story, yeah. that's a great analogy, I think. Yeah, so you know, Dracula is kind of like the main character. I mean, that's what the Lord's Shadow is about. It's about Dracula, you know, about him as a character. You know, how, how did he come about? How, where did he come from? What's his motivations? You know, when you finish the game in Lord's Shadow Two, you know, you're going to look at Dracula and hopefully you're going to understand how he got to that place. Understand, you know, what's motivating. What happened to him? You might not agree with what he's doing. You might not be able to identify what he's doing, but you kind of have an understanding. That's a really uh, humanizing title in that classical sense. Where yeah. You see from the villain's perspective. Yeah, because you know, in the old games, he was just basically he used to pop up at the end of the game. You know, you right. throw through fireballs <laughs> yeah. and he'd be killed, and that'd be the end of it. And there was yeah. you know nothing else. But we thought we talked about this right at the very beginning when we first got together. Yeah. One day, Rocky like came to the studio and said, "Hey guys, I'm really sick of that. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna look for another job if you don't give me a better role." <laughs> So uh, we say, okay, we we will try. And as they say, Dracula is the center of the universe. Right. So uh, it's 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 the story of Dracula basically. That's that's one of the reasons I explain why Lost Shadow uh, takes some time to go to the castle. The first Lost Shadow, and we got some criticism about yeah. it. Right. Uh, starts uh, in a very different way that Castlevania fans were expecting. All right. But this is because the story required. It. I mean, we wanted to tell where, where Gabriel Bellman is coming from. Right. So he's coming from a, a world, not a castle, not, not a doomed castle uh, in, 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 
permanent knife time. No, no, no. I mean, it's coming from a normal world, well, normal fantasy world. But forests, day and night, castles, uh, abbeys, etc. So we wanted deliberately to show that. And when people see the whole picture, they will understand that there's an evolution, right. both narratively and visually speaking. Yeah, I think it's hard to get that across sometimes because you've got the first game out first and then people have to wait until the whole picture. That's right. I mean, it's one of the reasons why we put the epilogue in there because, you know, as we were finishing development, we didn't know, you know, how well the game was going to do. We weren't sure, uh, you know, whether people were going to accept it. So we put the epilogue in there to say, look, guys, you know, this is kind of where we're going to go with it. This is kind of, you know, what could happen in our universe. Um, Luckily, the game did fantastic. It's the most successful Castlevania ever released in series history. So, you know, Konami said to us, you know, you guys make another another game, so now we can finish the story. We already had the story already mapped out, now we can finish it, and it's kind of, I think people will see kind of descent into darkness in this character. And, uh, you know, the more traditional Castlevania elements obviously will be part of the present and corrected, both Mirror of Fate and Lord of Shadow 2. I'm glad it did good then, if you had the whole story mapped out and you had the second half waiting again, yeah, yeah. Light to go absolutely, with it. Yeah. That could be a little nerve wracking until you get the results back, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, Mirror of Fate is more focused on the Belmonts and why they have right. to take down Dracula, what's their relationship with Dracula. Um, and it's really, yeah, I mean, I think when all the balls said and done, people see it, they'll see it's an epic tragedy. Family that caught up in this kind of you know, horrible, you know, fate, right. destiny, that um, curse, curse, yeah. So it's sort of uh, in the same vein as like Bram Stoker's Dracula, the film, where you're you're seeing it from a different perspective. I kind of, kind of. I think we're going to exactly. go to a totally different yeah. place than, than that, for sure. Yeah. We're going to go for a totally. Different. I think people are going to be um, are going to expect Little Shadow to do, Two to be more of the same of Little Shadow One. I think we're going to completely blow people's expectations out of the water with that one because um, I don't think people are going to expect what we're going to not they're not expecting bring to market I'm probably not allowed to ask you about any of the things we're not expecting right <laughs> no why must you tease the man well I think if you look at the trailer for Lords of Shadow 2 right <clears throat> you get a glimpse of the character and what he's capable of he's pretty powerful in that trailer he's badass uh, he's definitely badass I'm definitely interested to see how you balance that in the gameplay mm. So the 3DS title, um, you know, some, and I mean, we're probably gonna have you know fans you know who played the original Castlevania games, yeah. excited to see you back on Nintendo and handheld. Um, are they gonna be able to come into the story kind of halfway of the outplay, but just yeah. one stuff? Yeah, each each uh, each version, each game has um, its own self-contained story. So if you remember in Little Shadow One, it was about bringing back his wife. Godmaster, Deathmaster, and everything, and then that, and that story did have a conclusion. Yeah, you know, there was a conclusion to that story. Although, obviously, we opened things up with the epilogue to give a hint of what was to be. The same with Mirror of Fate and Lord of Shadow Two. They have self-contained stories. You could jump in and play it. You know, basically, in Lord of Shadow Two, you're playing as Dracula. So, you know, you, yeah, there's a history there. You don't necessarily need to know it. You can jump straight in and play it and play as that and enjoy that story. Of course, you've got this underlying story that runs through all three games, like an arc. You know. So those who play all three are obviously going to have a much richer experience than those who haven't. But it's not necessary to play them. So, for example, Mirror of Fate, you know, it's about Trevor Belmont, it's about Simon Belmont, it's about Alucard, it's about their relationship together, their fight against Dracula. So there is a self-contained story there about the Mirror of Fate that has a conclusion. So, you know, we don't want players to, uh, you know, have to play all three if they, you know, if they want it. But um, if they do, they're going to have a much deeper understanding about the characters. Seems pretty expansive. Like, uh, what kind of playtime are you thinking for the? 
entire game. Yes. Well, I mean, this is something we always get ourselves into trouble, don't we? <laughs> yeah, no, we never, we, we, we never got into work. Um, we, we set out, we thought, well, eight hours is quite good, isn't it? And then, yeah. then it turned into ten hours. <clears throat> I think we're around 15. Yeah. Definitely a lot of gameplay there. Now. Yeah. A huge gameplay. I think people are going to get value for money. Certainly, I'm going to fight for sure. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. That's impressive because there's a lot of scripted moments, obviously. That, That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you have to be honest as a developer. Yeah. I mean, in these days, especially in these days with the crisis we have, uh, money is important. So you have to respect people that goes and buys right. the game. You have to respect it. If you play Lost Shadow, you realize that it's a game that never, never declines. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you may think, I mean, one may think what one you want about the game, you may like it or not, but it has to be recognized that the game keeps a very high bar all the time, you know what I mean? You can't imagine the amount of work involved in that. Usually, many games begin with a big bang, and another big bang, and in the middle, yeah. there's filling, you know? But there's no meat. There's, okay, over and over, same enemy, same situation, right. with a little variation here and there. In Lost of Shadow, we were presenting enemies till chapter 11, consistently, you know, every single chapter. You can't imagine how expensive is that in terms of scripting, in terms of uh, creating uh, assets, in terms of uh, scenarios. It's tremendous, all right? But I think that we don't learn. We can't do it again. <laughs> so, uh, and again and again and again, because we're gamers, you know, right. and, and we, we don't want go to the shop and, and buy a game and then okay, two hours gameplay is all is, it starts repeating itself yeah. you know till death we and don't like that big multiplayer on the end to make it <laughs> <laughs> no you're right the, the momentum uh, drops off somewhere and uh, you sort of fiddle around for a while until you suddenly get the resolution point absolutely yeah i mean we basically want to create an epic story and an epic adventure all players to feel like they're on an epic adventure and to do that you need to have a lengthy quest and you need to be giving the players something new every every few minutes you know feel like there's something always just around the corner uh, and then you need to surprise them as well so that's uh, something we like to do. All that scripting you guys are going to be exhausted but it's have lots of shadows. <laughs> 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 there we are. It's, um, it's fun that's the thing it's, it's great you know there's so many ideas floating around you know um, and being able to realize those ideas and the creativity of the team is definitely there in the hand of the love and the passion right. it's really there in the games I think you can see that um, you know we're really proud of what we've delivered Shadow One being such a success and getting the opportunity to do it with, you know, Mirror Fate and Lost Shadow Two is a fantastic opportunity. I hope people really appreciate it. You know, on a, a lot of 3DS titles um, and in handheld in general, you know, mm -hmm. people like to sit down, and play for just a few moments, and move on. Yeah. Um, is that incorporated into the gameplay of Mirrors of Fate, or is it you expect people to sit down for a significant amount of time and kind of work through the? Well, I think the, the beauty of doing a game that has a kind of Metroidvania layout is. You know, save points strategically where people need to save them. So we're trying to break it down into smaller chunks so people can enjoy the game, in, you know, playing on the train or on the bus and that kind of stuff. You, know, you have to think about those things when you're making a handheld game, of course. Um, but I think, um, I think you know, that's, that's a balancing issue more than anything, just to making sure that the balance is there, that, you know, people don't have to pay for, you know, 20 minutes, you know, non-stop, and there's nowhere to save or there's nowhere to stop. You've got to give, you've got to give players, you know, that kind of leeway in the game. So you'll find that definitely within Great. That's, uh, you, you're done? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Fabulous. Thank you. Cool. Thank Thanks you for coming, guys.